Welcome to the Orange Socks Podcast, where we are inspiring life despite a diagnosis. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Nebaker. In this episode, I speak with Tiffany and TJ about their son, Austin, who has Down syndrome. They are heavily involved with the local Down syndrome association in their community and invited Orange Socks to participate in a fundraising effort, a half marathon. I didn't run the race, but I really enjoyed the many people that I met at the event. I know you are going to enjoy hearing from Tiffany and TJ. Tiffany and TJ, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your busy life to talk with me about your son, Austin, who has Down syndrome, and he's how old? Six years old. He he's just turned six yesterday. Six years old. That's great. Tiffany, when did you find out that Austin had Down syndrome? Officially, we found out about a week after he was born, but when he was born, I knew he did. I had him at home, and my midwife couldn't officially diagnose, so she couldn't say something, but I worked with adults with intellectual disabilities before at a facility here in town, so I had worked with him, and the shape of his eyes made me know that he had Down syndrome. So no clue before he was born? No. Mm-mm. We had to kind of force it out of the midwife, actually. She. Well, that she just yeah. can't officially diagnose. She couldn't officially diagnose, so, but she did share kind of what she thought. Yeah, and she had delivered other children with Down syndrome. She was well experienced, and mm-hmm. she was really wonderful. Super. So, what have been some of the challenges that you've had so far in his six years? Well, potty training right now <laughs> is one. <laughs> he potty trained fairly early. I mean, how old was he? Whenever? He was three. But he's kind of having some issues right Regression, now, so we're trying to that work through that. You know, he's always been pretty verbal. We knew early on that he was going to be verbal, but walking was one thing that it took him a little longer to do. Yeah, he was three before he walked. Yeah, he was three before he really walked. In fact, we potty trained him before he could walk on his own. He had a walker, and he did really well for a good year and a half. Yeah. Not very, but you know, that happens with all kids that can have regressions. There hasn't been really anything big. No, we're very fortunate. That's great. So, what have been some of the joys that you've experienced with him, Tiffany? I definitely think when he's hit milestones that took a long time, those were precious and more important than I had remembered before with our other kids that something came to them quickly and just kind of, oh, they know how to do that now. You didn't feel the triumph of it as much, but those have been some really big joys. And he loves people. He loves to entertain. He's a big people person and he just wants to be with people and learn. And he loves books. That's been a big joy that he loves books. He's not reading yet. He's kind of getting some words here and there, but just some basic things. It makes you appreciate more than I did with my other kids that came easier to them. I've really found a lot of joy in just small things. Good. So TJ, tell me, you have two older children. Yes. Tell me the impact that Austin has had on them. Definitely for Jade, you know, our daughter, it's made her a lot more aware of her surroundings. And I can see in her how she interacts with other kids who have Down syndrome or other kids who have any other kind of disability. She's very cognizant of how she can help others and how she can interact with them. You know, for James, I think one of the things that was interesting to me is soon after Austin was born, we have a friend whose son has SMARD, spinal muscular atrophy with respiratory distress. It's a very rare disorder, and so shortly after Austin was born, James decided to do a birthday where all of the gifts, instead of getting gifts for himself, were that people would donate to this organization that helped kids with SMART. And and so I think that for 
our children, it's made them more aware of the world around them and I guess how they can help other people. They've watched us enough to advocacy work with, you know, Down Syndrome Awareness Month, World Down Syndrome Day coming up, and I think that recognition has made them want to participate. Yeah. There was a time I thought, oh, y'all don't need to do it because I don't want to pressure them to do stuff. And they're like, no, we want to do something. And I mean, even today at school, they were sharing about something at school so that they could celebrate it at school with their friends. I think that's a really good opportunity. What has been his impact on your extended family, Tiffany? Oh, they love him. I mean, they just cherish him. Both TJ and I are only children. So our kids are very spoiled rotten <laughs> by grandparents and great-grandparents that live you know, within Texas or close by. Most of them are here in Longview, but TJ's mom lives near Houston, so she's not too far away. There was, you know, some hesitancy maybe at first, not in loving him, they've always loved him so much, but trying to understand what Down syndrome is and what that kind of diagnosis means, and a lot of asking questions to try to understand better. They really try to just help him love him and be where he's at. I don't see a lot of difference between Austin and our other kids, how they've treated yeah. him or loved him more. I mean, he's the youngest too, so he's kind of the more cuddly of the three. You know, it's been interesting to watch because, you know, I think there's a generational viewing of Down syndrome or any really intellectual disability. We were never really bummed about it. It was something that we were just like, okay, here we go, and this is fine. For them watching how their preconceived imaginings of what it might be to have a child with Down syndrome change because of how we've treated Austin and how Austin has grown up with our other two children has been really interesting to watch. So, Tiffany, if I were to come to you realizing I had a kid with Down syndrome, what advice would you give me? They'll bring so much joy to your life that it's not something to worry about or, or have a lot of concern. I mean, Austin hasn't had health, you know, medical issues that have caused him to be in the hospital a lot. And there's some that have to deal with that. But even my personal experience has been, I have no regret. Not that I had a choice in changing my mind, but I feel like I've been blessed to know him and to be his mom. It's not something that I would worry too much about because I try to treat him as close as I can to the same as my older kids in a way that I know he may not meet this milestone at the age my other kids did, but wherever he's at, we work on the next step. Whether it's learning to get dressed for himself, or whether it's potty training, or whether it's, he's always been a good eater, that hasn't been a big issue. But you know, there's a variety of issues, and you don't know anything, really. You can't plan out your life perfectly, and there's no way to do that. And so, accepting a diagnosis and growing and learning from that has helped us to just embrace who he is as a person and not just think about his diagnosis very often. We do sometimes, but most of the time, he's just part of our family. I would tell another parent that same thing, like, I wouldn't worry, I would just let life come and do what you need to at different times, but don't worry a lot. It's never as bad as you think. There's so much joy to experience that you won't miss out on what you think you might be missing out on. Super. DJ, do you have anything else to add? No, I would agree with everything that Tiffany said. I think a lot of people find themselves whenever they have maybe this vision in your head of what the perfect family is going to be like, and a lot of people don't envision having those challenges that come with having a child with a disability, really, or Down syndrome, or whatever it might be. I think just accepting and understanding that it's okay and that it's different than what you thought it was going to be, but in a lot of ways it's better. You get to meet a whole 
group of people that you wouldn't have gotten to meet otherwise. You get to learn a whole new set of skills, come in contact with people that really change your life. And so don't sweat it, it'll be okay. So you two are heavily involved in an association here yeah, in your town. Mm -hmm. It's called the East Texas... Down Syndrome Group, yes. The East Texas Down Syndrome Group. So did you form that group? No, we just started attending after Austin was born. Six years ago, I went to the first meeting. I'm a social worker, so like group things and support, like I was like, okay, he has Down syndrome. Let's go meet some people that have children with Down syndrome and learn from them. I just started going and attending and I worked for the group for a little bit, part-time. Um, now I'm just a volunteer again and that's a good place to be too. <laughs> it's amazing the connections that you meet people through those groups and finding good friends that understand things differently than your other friends do. I still have lots of friends that don't have a child with a disability, but my friends that I've met through the group, I can call them about something and they will understand something that somebody else wouldn't. Or Facebook messages or finding ways to connect with them has been really helpful along the way. I'm a big advocate of lifelong learning, no matter who you are, and that that's helpful. And so I just felt like when Austin was born, okay, well, this is something else we need to learn about. And we can do it if we, you know, reach out. And we've gone to national conventions and learned a lot from experts and other parents and other people there. And it's been an amazing world to step into and to learn from so many people. Well, I think it's so great that you two have been act in this group. And it was my privilege to attend the, uh, was it a buddy walk slash run? Well, or? no, so we have our buddy walk. <laughs> okay, so, so this is separate October, for your buddy this walk. Is separate. Okay. Yeah, so the run that you guys came to uh -huh. was actually the Longview Half Marathon that Ambucks, which is an organization, I think, are they international or are they national? They're national. They for make sure. the Amtrikes, which is a trike that is, you know, it's an adaptable yeah. bike to help kids learn how to ride or help them with their different muscular. Yeah, a lot of physical therapists yeah. use it to help But them. anyway, they had done this run for years with the Longview Running Club, and they had decided for whatever reason not to do it this year, and I think this year was its 10th or 11th year going, and so we were trying to find a way to do a 3.21 mile run in the community to just bring acceptance and inclusion into the community. Well, when I found out they weren't doing the half marathon, I have a passion for running. I've had it since just before Austin was born, really. That's yeah. when it really started. And so I kind of jumped at the opportunity to direct it, and so it became the responsibility of the group. So we didn't look at it as a fundraiser. We have a fundraiser, the Buddy Walk does well for us. It was more of a different crowd to get the word of acceptance and inclusion out to them. You know, the Buddy Walk, we tend to draw a lot of our families and our friends and people who already, who already know, and it gets covered by the local media, and that this was just a different group that we could reach out to. Well, a shout out to you. I think that was awesome, and it was fun to participate in. It was well attended. It was fun to be part of it. Thanks for listening to this episode. Orange Socks is an initiative of RISE Incorporated, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting and advocating for people with disabilities. Follow Orange Socks on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, orangesocks.org, for more stories and to find national and local resources to help parents of children with disabilities.